0: So welcome back to the Mourner's Bench, good people. We are, um, this is a, an unplanned episode because we didn't plan for white people and Trump. So <laughs> we didn't plan for Trump supporters to be, I don't know what you call it, they're doing. I mean, I guess it's called protesting technically, but it cannot be a protest because there are no people dead. There is no tear gas. There are no rubber bullets. There is no pain. The Capitol building has been is being destroyed, so it can't be a it couldn't possibly be a protest. But something is happening with a bunch of Trump supporters who are not interested in allowing the democratic process to take place. And so we jumped on the microphone, and I don't know what you call this. This is probably some sort of this is probably an altar call of some sort. Um, we just did two of those for the end of the year, and this is an end of Trump's presidency altar call, perhaps. Um. That's all the intro y'all get for the day. <laughs> Listen in.
1: Let's get into it. It's, it's uh, my goodness, Brandon. Oh goodness, goodness, goodness. I, I, this is the the more I watch the television, or actually, I'm I'm watching the computer because I stream everything. Uh, The more (laughs) I watch the computer screen, the angrier I get. Because on some level, right, it assigns a certain degree of value to my life as a black person, knowing that when Black Lives Matter marched, even peacefully, or if the most that they did were break a few windows, they were called terrorists. They were met with this crazy amount of force. Tanks were in the street. Uh, The the US military in military fatigues were in the street with with rifles um, to restore peace and order. And so for me to sit here and watch for hours, uh, primarily majority white um, folks terrorize the US Capitol. With almost no response, it says a lot about who the rule of law is intended for in this country. And as a black person, um, it says a whole lot about my own value, my own worth, my own priority to the folks uh, who create and enforce these laws. And so the, the more I watch, the angrier I get. Because if this was a if this was a group of black people storming the Capitol, we and I said this in a in a post somewhere, we would be watching the media justify their deaths. But
0: here's the deal, Sam: Black people would never get this close to the fucking Capitol building. You best better believe if the roles were reversed, the National Guard would have been brought in 48 hours beforehand. There would have been a barricade, a, a 25 mile radius placed around the Capitol building and the national guard would have been there already we wouldn't have never we we would have never gotten to that point
1: a few years ago there was a black woman who was i guess threatening to drive her car past the barricade in dc and she was shot dead <laughs> And she was shot dead.
0: Um, but how many protests have we had in the last four years, in the last 10 to 15 years? And th- it, we've never done this. We've never done this. But Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. But black people are dangerous. Black people are unruly. And you literally have people break, busting through windows. You have a white joker sitting there with the mask on. Surprise, surprise. I didn't know MAGA supporters wore masks. But he's sitting in the seat of the vice president, the president of the Senate, where Mike Pence, where Kamala Harris will sit in the future with him. His feet up Do you know How many times A black man Would have been shot had that same like they would have shot to kill it wouldn't have been a joke there would be no fucking picture because there would be too much blood to cover it
2: I mean and that's the, that's why I, I don't think we should be using the word protest at all I mean the media has gone to mob some people have talked about it as a coup attempt like to call it a protest is to put it in the same vein as nonviolent protest or civil disobedience this is a coup attempt or this is at least mob group rule or something like that this is terrorism this is terrorism exactly and the reality is you can't even get near the Capitol for the inauguration. These people at the very least gave a three-hour notice. They were, I was sitting there watching it. He said, and then they, we watched them march slow as a snail all the way there. And at no point was anyone going to put um, barricades up. I just found out on the way here Biden's talking now.
0: George Bush, baby Bush or daddy Bush, they would have come out and made a fucking speech by now. We can't even get the fucking president to
1: tweet one hundred and forty characters do
2: if that wouldn't work though. He's already incited the riot.
1: And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's 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 everything that Katie said, but at the heart of it is sedition. At the heart of it is this person who has incited, who has created this um this uh, climate, this environment for this to happen, and the sad thing is, uh, many, some of them may be held accountable, may be held accountable, uh, but I doubt if, if Trump himself and other, and, and then I'm watching members of Republican members of Congress who have been silent this whole time who have not said anything now they want to get on the phone now they want to call into the news stations now right. they want to say oh mr. president just do this just do that but where were you weeks ago where were you right. months ago where were you during his campaign years ago when we knew that this is how this, this is why people kept asking will you will you accept the results of the election they knew that this this is who he was. We knew that this is who he was, and no one said anything. It wasn't
0: a secret. He didn't try to hide it. And and so I think that's what made my blood pressure start to rise. They kept interviewing Republican senator after Republican senator, asking them what they were thinking, what they were feeling, and all of them had this message of president needs to say something. The president needs to act. The president. And I, so we know we know who Donald Trump is. We've known who Donald Trump has been this entire time. He is a narcissist, and he has no. He doesn't care. Care about the country. He doesn't care about democracy. Stop appealing to that. He is a narcissist. He cares about looking like he's in power. He cares about winning. That's the only thing he cares about. And Republicans knew that. So I don't fault Donald Trump for being Donald Trump. He's told us the entirety of his presidency. He's been telling us, here's what I'm about to do. Oh my God, he'll never do that. That's illegal. Then he does it and the Republicans find a fucking way to justify it. So who I'm mad at is Mitch McConnell and every fucking senator, every fucking governor, every fucking house of representatives member who failed to speak for the last four years. Because this isn't like I used, I played basketball, yay sports. And my coach used to always say, you can't get mad at your teammate who misses the last shot. Because the game's not won or lost based on that last shot. You don't get to the point of of having a tie game or being within two points or being within four points or being within three points. And then you put it all on the shoulders of the person who's got to make the last shot. That's not who wins or loses the game. It's the defense that you play for the entirety of the game. It's the offense you play for the entirety of the game. And for the entirety of this fucking game, which has been at least four years long, they've been silent. Was this like Pee Wee
1: basketball or Nerf basketball? Or something? <laughs> I mean, I, I was don't like, think this could I, have I been real basketball. Was this digital basketball? Was this- it was real <laughs> basketball. It was church
0: league. You know, church don't count. <laughs> but I played. I played baseball too. All right,
1: slugger. <laughs>
2: We're like in the middle of somebody trying to take over and you guys. Well, you know, right.
1: I'm going to always have a joke or two. We need them.
2: I guess my
0: question is for all the like for for whoever gets to certify organizations as terrorists. Are you ready to call the Proud Boys terrorists now? Are you ready to call MAGA a terrorist organization now? Are you ready
2: or the Republican Party? Right. I mean, is that too far? Because the reality is that they haven't. So now is the time. Now is the time for people who actually are fighting for the soul of the Republican Party, which is their new thing. So, like, now is their time. Actually, it wasn't. It was four years ago. But. If they if they don't want to be called a terrorist organization, that then they need to impeach him tonight after the, after we've done the votes, and they need to throw him in jail. I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't I send him in front of a firing squad. Um, you said you were going to edit it, so I'm not.
1: not no, that. leave that. Leave that in.
2: There. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm appalled by the fact that um, like my daughter was like, if this were a black knives matter movement, people would be shot. They they used. You know, they tear gas and use rubber bullets for those people just for them asked to get his picture taken in front of St. John's Church. She's like, Why aren't they doing it here? I was like, Hashtag racism. So, for all of that piece, there's that. But then there's the actual implementation of any kind of security or how to handle this in a Proper way. These there's all these officers with guns pulled. They're not actually doing anything. You don't take your you don't take your gun out of your holster unless you're prepared to shoot. They're showing pictures of people with sniper guns. There actually there's no one making a plan to protect the building, the people inside the building, or the democracy. There's nothing that's been done.
0: Well, whose job is it to do that?
2: Mm, well, uh, right. I think at he's one sitting point,
0: there behind a fucking TV holding his phone, refusing to twiddle his thumbs and tweet 140 characters. And
2: he's got a bunch of people saying his name again, which is what he's thrilled about. I think a while back, Malcolm, you said something about we're going to find out they've been finger painting for the last four years. And that's <laughs> just what keeps going through my head. Yeah, they, they've been finger painting. They hadn't been able to plan how to protect a building or how to protect the government or how to protect people.
0: It's going to be a presidential children's library cuz that's the only fucking thing that they're going to have is fucking finger paintings.
2: <laughs> Except the children can't go in it.
1: One of one of one of my friends uh sent a uh reminder reminded us of a tweet. Of when the president signed an executive order protecting Confederate monuments, and said to to any of these agitators or protesters, or you know, he had all these things to say. Who destroys any of these monuments, that they will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and they will serve a minimum of ten years in prison. That's what he said. But as people trash the capital, the U.S. Capitol, he sits in silence.
3: I keep thinking back to his comment about when the looting starts, the shooting starts, right? He was harkening back to, to George Wallace who first kind of popularized that idea. One of the things that's been I think most frustrating to me of all of the images that I've watched today, one of the ones that was most infuriating to me was when I just saw a moment ago of folks walking out of the Capitol building people who had who had broken in who were doing whatever they were doing um, and they were given free passage out of the building they had these like little like kind of roped off lines and people were just walking out the front door of the Capitol building and there were Capitol police standing right there just you know watching them walk past and that reminded me of um the scene in in Kenosha, Wisconsin a few months ago where uh, that 17 year old white man with an assault rifle uh, shot and killed two people and then walked down the middle of the street armed with an assault rifle and was never once asked to stop, walked right by police officers, was never put under arrest, was never questioned. People were yelling, this guy just shot somebody and the cops did nothing about it. And I thought about that, watching all these protesters walk out of the Capitol. These people are looting, are rioting inside the US Capitol building and you're letting them walk right past you. And the racial dynamics of that, I think ought to make every person in America furious. I don't care what your political persuasion is. I don't, like, just if, if you were a human being, you ought to recognize that it is unjust
1: period it should make folks furious but it's it's now it's sad that it's par for the course look at the way dylan ruth was treated after he shot up uh nine folks in emmanuel look at the way um the guy who shot up the theater in a rural colorado look at all of these folks who have done these crazy things the kenosha shooter all of these folks and who and and then i think about philando Castillo, who tells the police officer hey With his hands up, I do have a weapon. Legally, I own a weapon. I think about the folks who have have been stopped by authorities and law enforcement whose life have ended when they weren't breaking the law. And I think about how many white folks who have walked away. Taking the Burger King to get something to eat, and now can storm the U.S. Capitol, and almost nothing happens. Most of these people will not face any consequences. Where it, it, black folks, when we when he, when we make a determination to go to a protest, we are afraid because if we go to jail, if we if something happens to us, that might be our job, that might be our livelihood, that might be our future. It might affect our I if we're parents, might be our life custody for our children. It might be our life. Like Brandon says, it is. Insane That's why I'm so worked up Like that's why I'm so upset right now But the thing about it is
0: Sam But this really gets to Like like what this shows me is what whiteness is at its core And I'm, yes. using, I'm not saying white people I'm saying whiteness So don't right. get offended white people Or do get offended we don't care You can <laughs> get offended please be offended I'm not sorry sorry not sorry yes. It's what whiteness and white supremacy are at their core It is about anger It is about rage It is about violence It is about oppression It is about domination So when I see someone worshipping whiteness Who happens to also be white Breaking shit Being in places they don't belong, rioting, protesting, it's normal because we've been socialized and conditioned to think that white people raging, white people being angry, white people wanting power, white people oppressing folks, that's normal. And black people are supposed to be subservient. We're supposed to be docile supposed to be mammies, Uncle Toms. We're supposed to fit inside of all these racial tropes and when you see our collective anger and our collective rage, we're out of place. We're terrorists. But whiteness gets to do what the fuck it wants to do.
1: Van Jones asked a question, what if this was Black Lives Matter? Then he said, who who dropped 30,000 people on the U.S. Capitol while the Congress is trying to do their work. What if it was Muslims who dropped 30,000 people on the U.S. Capitol while Congress is trying to do their work? Woo! What was that? Sorry, news alert.
0: We officially won the Senate. Dems officially won the Senate. John Ossoff is officially projected to defeat David Fucking Purdue. White supremacy. You will not win the day. You will not get my joy. You will not get all of my energy. Come on, John Ossoff. They. That. You know what? Proud boys. Y'all marched through Virginia, holling out, "Jews will not replace us. Jews will not replace yes. us."
2: Yes. Now you got John Ossoff. That's a good man. Yep.
1: You got Chuck Schumer, who's going to be the majority leader, and that maybe I think that may be one of the biggest silver linings for me. I, I mean, all, there's a lot of silver linings in in the Ossoff and the uh, Warnock wins, and the fact that Mitch McConnell will no longer be uh, the majority leader is one of those. I've been, I, oh, I'm, I'm glad Mitch, Mitch Trump all up.
2: Of- Did you see his uh, speech today on the floor? I mean, it was like it, it was before this stuff happened. It was. Almost good, except that then he said, um, he said that this is what the Democrats did in the last election is do this kind of uh, uh, objection to the election, electoral votes uh, or something we? like that. Uh,
1: first of all, I'm about to get upset. Hillary Clinton actually won the popular vote, actually won the majority of votes in our democratic process. Right. And yes, people took to the streets after the election all around the country in peaceful ways to protest misogyny and bigotry and all, of, and, and all that Trump represents. That was, was a huge difference. But part of it is the fact that they let this go on this far. The fact that Mitch entertained this foolishness until the week of, you know. And then, uh, and then he says, you know, uh, we don't want any foolishness now. We don't want any objectors. Um, but you went along with this after the election. You went along with this for weeks, you know, um, and the fact that there is a woman who has been shot in the chest, who is in critical condition in d c as a result of these actions, um you know if, if I was with brandon in 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 This happened. Something like this happened during the commission of a crime. They would they would charge me with attempted murder or murder or something. You know the fact that that folks can go and do this, that Trump can advocate for this type of action, and if someone loses their life like that, that, really he he should be responsible.
3: Man, what's interesting to me is how Republicans. I mean, and I think you can. Broaden this conversation even beyond Republicans and and just talk about whiteness more broadly But for the purposes of this conversation, I'll talk about Republicans have chosen to hitch their wagon To something that I think many of them Deep down know is a lie and what's interesting to me is that now they know it's also losing right like Everybody woke up this morning and saw that Raphael Warnock had already won and John Ossoff was about to be declared the winner. And people decided that they had invested too much in this lie to take a step back from it and to finally acknowledge, man, you know what? Even if all I'm doing is trying to be self-serving, if all I'm doing is trying to pad my own ego or protect my own power, this isn't working anymore. I should back off. But I think this to me shows The self-destructive nature of whiteness as well, right? It is so beholden to power that it will even destroy itself. And I I just think the the moral bankruptcy of the Republican Party has never been more evident and more obvious on a day like today where, you know, Ted Cruz, man, Ted Cruz has a JD from Harvard Law School. Ted Cruz is not a stupid person. Ted Cruz knows that what he's saying is complete bullshit. He is aware of it. But there is something about his inability to recognize that he was wrong, that he will will just continue to lie. I mean, in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. The thing that I keep coming back to, I know so many people from back home, people in, in my personal life who have said to me over and over and over again, I don't like who Donald Trump is, I don't like how he acts, I don't like what he says, but there are things that he does that I agree with or things that I support or whatever. I've heard that so many times from so many people and what I've said to them over and over and over again is that your moral compass matters more than your pocketbook. And I think today is one of these days where to me, Again, regardless of your political persuasion, regardless of anything else, these people have demonstrated that they do not have the moral capacity to lead, period. If you can't see that on a day like today, I, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to move forward. I don't, know, I don't know where to go from here.
0: I don't think there is anywhere that we can go from here. I mean, I think, to your point, whiteness is empty, is morally bankrupt, and Republicans have connected themselves to that as an ideology and a perspective for far longer than the last four years, but we've seen it most clearly in the last four years. And so I think to me, now the question is, for the Republicans, most of them white men, straight white men, who are interested in, we said this a while back in the leadership episode, who are only interested in power for power's sake, who are only interested in whatever kickbacks they can get, who are only interested in however they can continue dominating people, what you going to do now that they come for you, Right? Like, now they are coming for you, the very people that you use to stay in power, to get elected. What was that um, Luther, uh, Lutheran pastor from Germany, uh, Martin Dietrich something Bonhoeffer? Like? No, I don't think it was him. It's the poem, uh, First They Came, First They Uh-oh. Came for the Socialists, I Didn't Speak Out because oh, I Wasn't yeah, a Socialist. Yeah. Then they came for the Trade Unionists, and I Didn't Speak Out because I Wasn't a Unionist. Then they came for the Jews, I Didn't Speak Out because I Wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me Like They've come for you now You didn't speak out when black people were being shot You didn't speak out When the Republican party was being hijacked You didn't speak out when LGBTQ folks Were being shot and killed You didn't speak out for black trans folks You didn't speak out for poor folks You didn't speak out for the planet And now you want CNN to call you And get your perspective on what's happening Because they're coming for you No, ain't nobody left His name was Martin Luther King. I don't know how to say this last name. Neil Moeller. That's not the point. Like the benefit of whiteness, (laughs) I think, Sam, you were saying this earlier. For centuries, white people have just lied and lied and lied and lied (laughs) and lied. And because there's never anyone or anything that can check that power that is lying, then the lie gets to stand. And so the reality is there are a lot of folks who voted for Donald Trump who were too ashamed to say so, and now that this has happened, I think either one or two things are gonna happen. Number one, a large population, a large percentage of white folks are gonna distance themselves from it, which I think would actually be a good thing. They're gonna try to run away, pull back, never support that, that, and they're gonna vote differently. They're gonna change because this is now the Republican Party. Option number two is people double down on it, and it gets worse. Sadly, I think both of those things are likely to happen for the foreseeable future. And the question is going to be how effective are these terrorists, are these obstructionists, are these cowards, are these white supremacists, criminals? How effective are these criminals in perpetuating this domination, this criminality? And that will be what determines how many white folks either choose to continue to distance themselves from it versus how many of them choose to align themselves with it.
2: And I think anyone who continues to align themselves with it is complicit in this. Like, I think that we have to keep pointing back to that. Like, anyone who's not stand, I mean, this has been going on for four years. This isn't new. This is a culmination of everything that's been happening. You said that earlier, Brandon. They've been telling us what they're going to do. They've been showing us who they are. This is just the escalation of everything that they have been doing. And I think that continuing to point out that anyone, any... like anybody they're complicit in all of this they should be tried on sedition as well and put in front of the firing squad
0: i think another question that i'm coming to is like we we are frustrated with donald trump yes and should be we are also frustrated with the republican party if we pull that lens out in our leadership episode we asked a question about whether or not the church had been grooming us for this type of leadership and i don't want to go down that road again necessarily but i still think that that question is a pertinent one in what ways have our religious leaders, have white evangelical leaders been telling us lies for centuries? And we've been letting them get away with it. for How, like, how long has it been that black church pastors have been buying Maseratis while their members can't buy food? They've been telling us who they are. There, there's something that's inequitable about that. Like How, how long has, have we been sitting here looking at our leaders lie to us while bullshit is going on in the background? And I guess if I were still to broaden it out even further, because I don't want to go down that path necessarily, how is this manifest in our everyday lives? If you're a white person and you're listening, it's easy to say, look at the Republicans, look at Trump. Let me distance myself from all of that. I'm just not going to vote for the next four to eight years and that's going to be fine. Or I'm just going to stay home and... I'm only going to go to the secret clan rallies, not the public ones. Like it's easy. That's the easy choice to make. I think the harder choice to make is to sit here and to say, how do I participate in this in my everyday life? It is, I I think that there are small acts in which all of us participate on a daily basis that make this more or less acceptable once it happens on a national global scale in this manner.
1: I'm listening to a video. Uh, Apparently, Brandon, your president has spoken Trump, Who, uh,
0: My president is still Barack Hussein Obama, still.
1: He's saying how he knows, he's speaking to the protesters and he's saying how he knows their pain. We had an election that was stolen from us. Everyone knows it, especially the other side. He says, but you have to go home now. We have to have peace. But then he goes on to, to, to talk about his grievances of how uh, the system has done him so wrong And that just only upsets me even more <laughs> This is what he said He
0: was speaking from the Oval He was speaking from like He, he just said this recently just, just now
1: From just outside the White House um, This is just now it, It's posted to his Twitter I don't know if it's posted on news outlets yet But he has released a video um, Not condemning what is happening? But saying that they got to right, go he's home. He's saying
2: that it's, uh, that they won by a landslide. But again, there are people who believe this in the face of all ridiculousness.
1: He, he spent more time saying how the election was fraudulent than he does condemning the actions that are happening at the U.S. Capitol. He says he says to these to these folks, "Go home. You're very special. We love you."
0: He says say, he says he said you go home. You are very special.
1: We love you. He says this to the people who are invading the Capitol. Who's the we in the sentence? Who loves them? Who loves them?
0: This is the same man who tear gassed Black Lives Matter protesters in front of a church for a photo opportunity while holding the Bible upside down. Where was their love? Where was their, was, was they special? Red and yellow black did he, did he sing that song in children's church Red and yellow black and white They are precious So special in his sight Jesus a little little children Did he sing Jesus a little little children Did his version have White and white and white and white They are precious in what, what did his version have White and white and white and white and white in his sight. Fuck that man <laughs> And I don't and don't come on my don't come on my Facebook. Don't come on my Twitter. Don't come on my Instagram talking about we shouldn't call names. We shouldn't we should No. I, I can only Michelle Obama for so long when they go low, we go high. Sometimes when they go low, I go lower. <laughs> I go low west.
3: They're very fine people. So you should be able to walk right past the cops and go back to your peaceful yep. home.
1: Man, that is such bullshit. He said you are very special. We love you. There have been killings and shootings where black folks or or, uh, Hispanic folks who are trying to find a better life in this country, who have died crossing the border, or black folks who have been victims of the over or militarization of the police, whose blood is still warm on the ground and he in this this symptom of whiteness has not found the words to say this is wrong we need to address this this is but he but he's telling folks who are literally participating in illegal acts of insurrection against our government you special you are very special i love you we love that's you That's what he said, Bunny. But it's
3: the, it's the same shit he said in the debate, right? When when he was asked to denounce white supremacists and he goes, "Who you want me to denounce?" And they, and somebody named the the proud boys and he said, "Stand back stand and back. stand by." Stand back. It's it's the same shit. None of none of this is new. And I think one of the things that I'm wrestling with as this news is coming in is that it feels both shocking and unsurprising at the exact same time, and I think that's a really um, yeah. a weird set of emotions to to unpack. How many white people will continue to feign ignorance? How many white people will say, "I like how my four hundred one k is growing right now, so I don't care." I, I mean, I think that's the that's the point that I keep coming back to. None of it's new. None of it's surprising but you cannot pretend like you don't see it. You just can't.
0: You can't. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. But before we go, um, who's on the bench? Yeah. I'm going to put Twitter on the bench before we go. Because t- Twitter, I feel like you're trying to do better. I just went into my little Twitter account that I never, from which I never tweet. <laughs> I tweet on Facebook. If you want to catch my live tweets, go to Facebook. Um, <laughs> You can't tweet, you can't share, you can't download, you can't upload, you can't do anything with this bullshit-ass video that Donald Trump just posted, but it's still there. And it says, why can't you share this? Well, we try to prevent a tweet like this that, has, <laughs> that otherwise breaks the Twitter rules from reaching more people. So we have disabled most of the ways to engage with it. Who else is on the bench?
3: I wanna put every rich white person in the Buckhead community of Atlanta on the bench. Bullshit. And my reason, there's a lot to condemn there, but it's really, it's more of an <laughs> exhortation. Um, Kelly Leffler is gonna be out of a job in a couple of weeks. You said it. And before she was in Washington, She really made her living and structured her life around being a part of your cultural community. That's how she found her business connections, that's how she got invited to all the right parties, all of that, that's how she lives her life. And so I would exhort you in this season, when she wants to return to the Lily White community from whence she came, and act like everything she said didn't matter and didn't have consequences, I would ask you to hold her accountable. I'd ask you to not send her a Christmas card next year or not invite her to whatever the Atlanta Symphony is doing next year or whatever. Don't forget the lies that she has told for the last three months. Don't let her slip back into the community that fostered her and created her to begin
1: with. Who else is on the bench? I want to put whiteness and by extension, white people, all of them, every last one of them, on the bench. Whether... The bench has become America. Whether you feel like you are an active participant or you're a complicit or you directly benefit from your privilege or not, get your ass on the bench whiteness, and by extension, white people, all of them, on the bench. And remember, white people, this is a
0: place of love, but we pissed as hell right now. And even if you went to the last Black Lives Matter protest, even if you uh, donated to the NAACP, <laughs> whatever you have done to try to repent of your whiteness, you still got to get on this bench.
1: It's, it's that situation where, see, so I grew up in a, in a family where if one of the children was doing something that they know they had no business doing. When mama everybody came home, everybody get in trouble. Everybody else is in trouble. Everybody, you do nothing. I, you, but I don't you, care. You saw them. You saw, you you knew saw what was doing. going on. I'm putting all white people on the bench. Everyone, y'all, y'all, y'all see y'all's cousins. You see Every them. One of them. And, and until you get to
0: the place Where you mad enough To never invite them To the sleepover again Y'all all still gonna get punished <laughs> You getting on the bench <laughs> What I love about this is There was like this thing like, like in the 90s Where gospel artists When they was recording songs Would be like No matter where you are In your truck or in your car Just go ahead and lift your hands And praise the Lord One, don't lift your hands In the car Because that's gonna cause a wreck Two <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was ever a thing, but right now, Sam has just made the entire country the bench. You don't have to go anywhere. you don't have to call nobody, you ain't got to zoom nobody. Just sit down, find now. the hardest chair in your house. Yep. and sit down, sit down and close your eyes and imagine yourself on the morning's
1: bench. Yep. until and Sam tells you you can move, move. Until, no, until Sam until tells you you can, can you move) know?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Katie,
2: who's on the bench? Well, sitting next to, to Malcolm and I on the bench um, is going to be, I'm going to put the Republican Party on. Anybody who can still call themselves with any kind of um, integrity or Republican, um, I'm putting them on the bench because that you have allowed these folks to take over your party, to take now over the Capitol. This is not, you've got to be something else. And so um, anyone who can still call themselves a Republican after this, um, after the last four years, not just today, is it's on the bench anyone. If you've got a little elephant in your house, as a Republican elephant, I'm not saying anything about the deltas. Um, <laughs> you are going on the bench. Or
1: the University of Alabama. Don't do it. Oh
2: God. Oh, it, well, University of Alabama is fine.
0: You can put them on the bench. <laughs> Alabama elephants are on the bench along with the Republican elephants.
2: Just not the Delta ones. Well,
0: friends, that's a wrap on today's episode. Again, unplanned, mostly unedited, mostly unedited, but we uh, wanted to give our raw responses to what was happening, and there you have it. So that's a wrap on this bonus episode of The Mourner's Bench. Since recording, Twitter and Facebook have taken down the Trump video and Trump's Twitter account has been suspended for 12 hours. They've removed protesters from the Capitol and some Senate leaders are beginning discussions about what it means to remove Trump from office a little earlier than Inauguration Day. Also, since recording, my perspective has changed a little bit. I think removing the Trump video may have been the wrong choice because I'm not sure how I feel about censorship. And I think it just adds fuel to the fire that is already burning. But that'll be a topic for another day. Listen in tomorrow morning or late in the midnight hour for our first listener view with Dr. Elizabeth Albright of Duke University. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.
3: Late in the midnight hour